morning, New Life Church of God. I'm not here this morning because myself and Pastor Mike and Pastor Sarah are at the North Central Region Annual Pastors Retreat. Our spouses are there too, and we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for giving us the chance to go to that retreat. October is Pastors Appreciation Month, and this weekend, us being able to go to that retreat is what New Life Church of God is giving us as our appreciation. Thank you. We miss you, but we are getting recharged and re-energized for ministry at this retreat. But I also wanted to talk to you today about something I introduced to you last week. I talked to you about discipleship bands. If you remember, I mentioned to you that discipleship bands are they're the practical side of what we've been talking about building our life on the rock. The rock is the words of Jesus put into practice. So the question is, how do we do that? How do we put the words of Jesus into practice? Well, I think I've identified one way to do that, and it is discipleship bands. And I've become convinced, as I've been thinking about this for the last number of months, that discipleship bands are something that has been missing from our church family. It's been missing for a long time. Discipleship bands are gender-specific groups of three to five people that hold each other accountable and that desire to, the desire is to get closer to God, to draw near to God. And the way that we do that is by knowing the words of Jesus and putting them into practice. You've got to be in God's Word to do that. And you need to do it consistently. I suggested to you last week that, at a minimum, believers should be in the Word of God, interacting with God, at least four times, four days a week. So, discipleship bands are a way to do that. The way it works is, you get a journal, and you read Scripture every day, hopefully, but at least four times a week. And then, you gather once a week with your band. And you go over what God's been saying to you as you've been reading and interacting with Him. And you hold each other accountable. And you do life together. It's that relational peace together that can make all the difference. So last week I gave you a discipleship band interest form. And some of you, in fact 27 of you said, sign me up, I can hear God telling me to participate. 18 of you said, no thank you. I can hear God telling me that this is not the right time for me to participate. And then 46 of you said, I'm not sure yet. I will pray and listen this week. Well, it's been a week. So for those 46 of you that have been praying and listening, I'm going to ask you again this week to fill out a form. Put your name on it, and this time, it's time to fish or cut bait. You either, you either say, sign me up, or you say, no, thank you. And I want to remind you again, if you say, no, thank you, that is okay. I don't want to twist anybody, anybody's arm into joining a discipleship band, because then it will just become another religious thing. I don't want this to be another religious thing. And if it becomes another religious thing, it's going to be useless. I want this to be us in God's word, seeking God. The Bible says in James that if we draw near to God, He will draw near to us. 
That's what I want us to do, to draw near to God. Discipleship bands are a way for that to happen. So, each of you should have one of these in your bulletin. Please put your name, fill it out. Circle one of the two options. When I get back next week, we're going to talk about how we're going to implement this. So if you say sign me up, stay tuned. Thank you so much for being such an excellent church family. We'll see you next week. There you got it again. You got another chance. So. This sign represents our commitment to God and our commitment to this community that we're here for the long run and we're here for them. The timing was perfect. We had our dedication service and I referenced uh, 1 Samuel 7 where the prophet Samuel says, this is our Ebenezer. You know, they made the pile of stones that we're trusting in God. We're God's people and we're here for God. And that's what I said this sign represented. This process for the sign started about two years ago. We realized that um, our biggest um, communication with the community is your sign. And I've gone to these seminars and workshops on how to grow your church and all this. And what they keep coming up with is 80% of your advertising is your sign. If it's not current, if it's not up to date, the community thinks you're doing nothing. So we had had this um, old sign out there, you know, the big ones like this, that you go out and put the letters in. It looked like a used car lot, and it would be out there, and you'd put the letters in, and then the letters would blow away, so the pastor would be out there in all sorts of weather, rain, sleep, or snow, picking up these letters from all over the field. So, and, and noticing that I would have to do that all the time, I probably wasn't as current with it. And there's nothing worse than looking at a sign, and it's got the dinner that happened three weeks ago. So we realized that we had to get something better and more up to date. And it would show, you know, that we're trusting in, uh, in the Lord to help us uh, do this. So we made some contacts and uh, we investigated on the web and uh, we narrowed it down to Stuart Signs. We had a council meeting. I had brochures of each uh, sign company's uh, products. We looked at it, we liked Stewart's. Uh, what caught our eye was their warranty. They had a great guarantee that we liked. The other one never mentioned the service ended. And so we felt very comfortable ordering Stewart's signs because we knew they would back it up if, heaven forbid, we had any problems. People were all on board for the sign when they realized that the capabilities that it would grant us with, with current letter, different styles, different colors, the video images that you could put up there, the seasonal images, and this we can get for free off the uh, website that Stuart Science gives us. I can do all this from the comfort of my desk on my laptop. I no longer have to trudge out in the snow, the sleet, and the rain to change and chase those letters. I can put that up, you know, right from the comfort of my desk. Even if something happens with my uh, wireless connection where I can't send them um, the information I need, I can just walk out there and plug in that USB file that we have, and I can change it anywhere I want. So, to me, it was really a, a no-brainer. There was really no opposition to getting a sign, not even price-wise. Once they realized how, in the long run, it's going to benefit us and the community around us, especially the younger adults who this is their world. Now. 
smartphones, computers, iPads, iPods. That's their world. You know, and so they're not going to look for that little poster sign that we wrote with the magic marker. They want to see that, oh, look, that church is current. That church is staying up with things. And uh, I think that is helping to bridge uh, the gap between us and the community. The company down in Florida was really good. I mean, every time I needed something, boom, we would email, email, email me the, uh, what I needed. And the process is really not that hard. The company is easy to work with. We all knew when there were folks in our, in our group who knew nothing about this. And so uh, it was really comfortable to speak to the folks down there. If another church came to us, I would be absolutely, I would tell them emphatically, you need to get this on. Radio, it's, it's okay. Mailings, they don't work. It's your sign that people are passing day in and day out that catches their eye and tells them who you are and what you're doing. It is that important for a church.
prior to Jesus Christ, the ultimate sacrifice. They were explaining that Christ's blood had an eternal covering and not a mere temporal covering, just like the old covenant, uh, covenant when they used to sacrifice the lambs. It was only a temporary, temporary covering. Um, the application, I need, uh, I need an, an eternal perspective on life so that my life can have an eternal impact on the individuals I share the gospel with. My prayer, dear Heavenly Father, please lead my family and I to have an eternal impact on people's lives for your glory's sake. Amen. Let us pray. Please, God, help us to know you. We need to have the most beautiful fellowship with you daily. Lord, fill us with your spirit. Lord, shine the light of Christ on the dark spots of our heart. Lord, if there are any impurities in our lives, any impurities in our heart, show it to us. You have all wisdom and all knowledge. So please guide us, Lord. Mold us and shape us into the image of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you may be glorified in us and through us. Lord, have your way with us. Get us out of the way, Lord, and help us to solely focus on you and your will for us. Please take away all distractions and put the full armor of God on us. Open up our hearts and minds to your word. We pray this in Jesus Christ's most precious name. Amen. Um, the scripture, uh, scriptures that I wanted to share, the first one was Galatians 6, 7 through 10. will be up on the screen. Do not be deceived, God cannot be mocked. The man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest. We do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Um, we only have so much time, and we need to keep our eyes solely focused on uh, Jesus Christ. And how do we do that? Matthew 7, 24, we've been, Pastor Jason has been preaching on this for the last, uh, about a month now. Therefore, Anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Um, prayer must be the number one priority in our lives. Not just bringing us closer to God, but also to impact the individuals around us as well. Leonard Ravenhill said it the best, No man is greater than his prayer life. We must pray for God to lead us and our families to live the life that he has called us to live. Um, Ephesians 2, uh, 8 through 10 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not uh, from yourselves. It is the gift, gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works in which God has prepared us to do. Um, our lives must live in the light of eternity. Uh, 
any differentiated as a visual. Um, this is a biography about one of my favorite uh, pastors, Leonard Ravenhill. And I just wanted to read um, what a couple people have said about this book. This is David Ravenhill. He says, My father lived uh, daily in the light of eternity, always seeking to please the one who enlisted him as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Um, before he ever stood in the pulpit, he stood before God. He was a man of prayer. Prayer was his life, and his preaching reflected the fact um, that he has been alone with God. Um, many of you have probably heard of uh, Robbie Zacharias. Um, this is what he said about it. He said, the truth is, even though I am no, known now as an apologist, for the Christian faith, dealing with the intellectual intellectual issues of Christianity, to really owe any passion for God, for prayer, and for true revival that initially began in me. To Leonard Ravenhill, he, by God's grace, was a catalyst that has caused the passion to know God to continue to do to this day. Um, A.W. Tozer said, for those who know Leonard Ravenhill recognize in him the religious uh, specialist, the man sent from God to battle the priests of Baal on their own mountaintop, to shame the careless priests at the altar, to face the false prophet, and to warn the people who were being led astray by him. Such a man as this is not an easy um, companion. He insists on being a Christian all the time and everywhere. That marks him out as different. Why do we have men of such uh, fiery swords as Ravenhill? Uh, they are uh, they are sick inside when they see children of heaven acting like sons of earth. To such men as these, the church owes a debt too uh, too heavy to pay. Uh, David Wilkerson, many of you know him, he's the one who actually started um, the uh, uh, Team Challenge. Uh, he wrote, uh, Leonard Ravenhill is one of the few men that I've ever known who was a true prophet, and I'm glad this book has finally been written. And um, it's just, that's my prayer for us, is that we are the light of Christ, and that if we are constantly getting together and in his word daily, it's going to impact not just us, but everyone surrounding us. And that's my prayer is that um, we have revival because just, just like this lady said with the um, suicide that's happened recently within the uh, community, I mean, it's, it's really important that um, the busyness of life doesn't get in the way with our time with the Lord. And it just, like I said, it impacts many people. Um, and I'm going to play a quick five-minute video. Um, this actually, before we play this, um, I talked with Pastor Jason and I asked, the Lord places upon my heart, I think we should share this. And they told me, well, I'm, I'm going to be gone for that, so talked with Donna, and Donna said, well, did you want to talk about it a little bit? So I said, absolutely, and all I heard was, do you want to give a sermon? So 
Sign me up. Let's go. No, I'm just kidding. But here, we'll play this video and we'll come back up. brought up 22 leaders from the Hunan province, and they rode 13 hours on a train to get to a hotel that they came up two by two in these elevators as, so as to not draw any attention. And then they got to a hotel room, as a little apartment uh, room. It's only about 700 square feet in the little living room, no air conditioning, hardwood floor, 22 sat there. I came in, and when you teach in China, you start at 8 in the morning, and you don't get done till 5 at night. You teach the whole day. They were sitting there, all 22 of them, and I looked around and I said, now, if we get caught, what will happen to me? They said, oh, you'll get deported in 24 hours and we'll go to prison for three years. I said, you're kidding. How many of you have been in prison for your faith? Out of 22, 18 raised their hands. I thought, no way. I looked at them and I said, you 22 people, how many people do you oversee? Because they were all of these small group leaders, underground church leaders in the Hunan province. I said, how many, if you counted up all the people under your jurisdiction, how many would it be? And they counted them up, and they said, a little over 20 million. I said, what? See, we forget there's 1.3 billion people in China. This is crazy. Well, I had 15 Bibles, and I passed them out. Obviously, seven didn't get them. And I said, let's turn to 2 Peter chapter 1, and we're going to read it. And just then, one lady handed hers to somebody next to her. And I thought, hmm, interesting. Well, we turned there anyway, and as we started reading it, I understood why she gave it away. She had memorized the whole thing. She just recited the whole chapter. When it was done, I went over to her at a break, and I said, you... You, you recited the whole chapter. She says, oh yes, I've memorized many chapters. I said, where did you memorize many chapters? She said, in prison. I said, you have much time in prison. So I said, but don't they confiscate the Bible? She said, yes. So people bring in scriptures written on pieces of paper, and they bring it in. So I said, but then if they find that piece of paper on you, won't they confiscate that? She said, oh yes, that's why you memorize it as fast as you can. Because even though they can take the paper away, they can't take what's hidden in your heart. Wow. Well, after three days, you fall in love with these people. And when it was done, I said, how can I pray for you? I'm going to go back to America. You guys have been just so wonderful. How can I pray for you? I said, you know, Wayne, you guys can gather like this whenever you want to in America. We can't. Could you pray that one day we'll be just like you? And I looked at him and I said, I will not do that. Big incredulous eyes looked at me and I said, why? I said, because you guys rode a train for 13 hours to get here. In my country, if you've got to drive more than an hour, people don't come. You sat on a wooden floor for three days. In my country, if people have to sit more than 40 minutes, they leave. You sat not only here for three days on a hard wooden floor, but you did it without air conditioning. In my country, if it's not padded pews and air conditioning, people don't often come back. In my country, we have an average of two Bibles per family. We don't read any of them. 
You hardly have any Bibles, and you memorize them from pieces of paper. I will not pray that we become like uh, you, become like us, but I will pray that we become just like you. You can't take away what's in your heart. I love that when you said that in the Bible. I can't count how many times um, I drove semi for years and I used to just listen to the Bible and I'd be talking with somebody and all of a sudden scripture would just pop in my head. And I don't believe in coincidences that from me diligently going into God's word and listening to it daily, um, that it was instilled in my heart and that it was what the Holy Spirit brought to me whenever I was speaking to that individual. Um, in 2019, I had the pleasure of going on a mission trip to uh, West Africa. Well, eight months prior to that, um, there was a group from our church um, that put up the uh, brick and mortar. Uh, Pastor Jason, his father, his son Ryan, Dave, Nate, and who else in the same that went during that trip? There was from other places. That was pretty much from our church. Um, but I remember each person had a prayer jar that was set up in the church, and my prayer was exactly the same for each individual. Um, I prayed that they would see the difference between Christianity and America compared to Christianity overseas. Um, and I had a wonderful conversation with Nate Chapman um, when he got back. And I quote, he said, that's all they do, day in and day out. They worship and they plan about what they're going to do next. And uh, my prayer for us, brethren, is for us to come together as the body of Christ and to be the church. This banding together group has been such a blessing. And don't get me wrong, Satan wants nothing more than to break the groups apart. Um, but we... But we have been praying against that. And like I said, it's been such a blessing. Um, so please pray about everyone who has expressed interest in joining a group and also pray for those who are in a group. It's, um, it's so important. And um, like I said before, it's, it's not just a blessing to the individuals that are in the group. It's, it brings us closer together. Um, and... It's been such a blessing that you've heard from other people that have kind of talked about that have been in the groups as well. So um, please pray about it. And um, like I said, we're, we're still figuring out exactly how we're going to put together the groups. And we'll kind of, we'll touch on that, I'm guessing, next week when Pastor Jason gets back. So um, what one you said 11.30 is 11.05, so we didn't go quite as long as I thought, but uh, let us close in prayer. Dear Lord, I just want to thank you so much for just uh, bringing us here today and just uh, learning about your most precious word, Lord, and I just pray and ask that in uh, coming days when we're uh, figuring out the banding together groups, and I just pray and ask that 
you're with us here, Father, and that when we're able to get together and not everything goes well, Lord, that I pray against the devil and all the fallen principalities that want nothing more for the groups to fall apart, Lord. And uh, I just pray and ask that we keep you the subject, that we keep you as the uh, the subject, Lord, and that we focus on you. Lord, that we love you, and we pray this in Jesus' most part. Amen.